before we get into the show, I just want to take a second to point you to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash you're in a child is an idiot. If you enjoy the podcast and want to contribute to what we do, head on over there, patreon.com slash you're in a child is an idiot. Now on with the show. Cut that. Well, now you're making it more... I'm just, like, practicing my mating call. (laughs) Women are salivating. Women be shopping. Grunt, grunt, grunt. (laughs) And that was a home improvement. (laughs) Like, uh, late 90s NPR introduces a home improvement segment. (laughs) That was Tim Allen's Home Improvement, Season 1, Episode 2. Women be shopping, parenthetical. Grunt, grunt. Also, the neighbor has no face. <laughs> that seems like a misleading way. That seems very interesting. Oh, the neighbor was a Dick Tracy villain? Oh, no, he just had a fence in front of the least interesting part of a person's face. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. That was the joke? It's just that it's not even that you don't see his face, it's that you don't see his nose and mouth. You don't see two fifths of his face. Yeah. That's the thing. By the way, this is your inner child is an idiot <laughs> podcast where we revisit things from your childhood and uh, see if they were any good, and they're probably not. I'm it sounds DJ. like we're already mad. I'm Damon. I'm sorry. It's not. I'm not. I don't have a lot of high hopes for this. We're watching Home Improvement this week, uh, a show that I watched probably every episode of. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. I've probably watched close to every episode of this show made. I couldn't tell you most of the characters' names. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Tim. Any plot lines. Tim is one. Yeah. Jill? Jill, his wife. Uh, Wilson? Al. Child one, child two. JT child. Well, that's not the character. Yes, it is. <laughs> and child, of course, three. Three. And then. There's dog, Pamela tiger. Anderson's on there for a while. And another pretty lady was on later. Mm-hmm. Al. Uh, I think that's it. That's it. That's the main cast. That's it. The main, yeah. Um, why did we watch this so much? This was a big deal. This show was huge. It displaced Seinfeld. I think it, it and Seinfeld were competing for number one mm-hmm. often. And I think it displaced Seinfeld. Sending Damon, who watched both shows in syndication, like, I was furious. Like, so even as a kid, I was like, how could Home Improvement, a show I watched just as much as Seinfeld, <laughs> possibly beat Seinfeld? It was clearly more, more... Despite the fact that I feel like Sein, Seinfeld is an anomaly, how broadly appealing it was because it's it's amazing, but it's like it's smart and like uh, you know kind of subversive, and usually that doesn't fly in terms of like a sitcom. In like terms in, of a big sitcom, yeah. yeah. And it um, also was like leading a pack, whereas Home Improvement. I will say this: me and Tyler are watching Golden Girls right now because they just put it on Hulu, and we're sort of moving through the series. We need to show a show on Golden Girls. Golden Girls is great. Yeah. But it, you can also <laughs> <Show> tell. <over. laughs> Never mind. I guess Just not. cut this part out and make it into its own episode. <laughs> like the Hobbit trilogy. Just do that with the, what I just said about the just Golden spread Girls. spread it out. Like yeah. add a few characters and yeah. just spread it out. From your notes, I'll... Uh, Have Benedict Cumberbatch play me for a little bit. Your hand-scribbled notes will be an entire movie. <laughs> um, 
That was a that was a Tolkien joke inside a Golden Girls reference. <laughs> I'm very proud. Yeah. Um, inside a home improvement podcast. Okay, sorry, guys. <laughs> but not a home improvement podcast like where we talk about like how to lay down a new Here's how to do cement a sidewalk. turn down on your crown molding. <laughs> Is that a thing? I don't know. Those it could all, have been. I really bought it. I was like, oh, words. he came to play, is what I just thought. I was like, I just said sidewalk, and you were like, oh, this is chum, 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 cham. Don't know. Uh, I know those are all things. Sweep a proper chimney. I know those are all. Dick Van Dyke, come in here. <laughs> I know those are all things. I don't know if they all go together, actually. I see. Okay, go on. But I wanted to say, like, while the Golden Girls is really funny, like, the jokes are really funny, you can also sort of see the age of, like, oh, yeah, this is how sitcoms used to work. Like, yeah. there had to be a point to the episode. Like, even though there were all these great jokes, there always was, like, oh, Dorothy's daughter is staying at the oh. house because her husband cheated on her, and we're going to sort of deal, yeah, a lesson or something that we have to deal with. Yeah. I a think plot, there's an episode where, <laughs> right. Well, no, but, like, a meaningful plot. Sure. I mean, I th- a lot of fuss was made about like Seinfeld being about nothing, but there were still plots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that didn't amount to anything at the end, I think, right. is that feeling of nothing. Whereas, like, Golden Girls, and I suspect Home Improvement, when we start watching these, um, there will be like, oh, there's something we need to learn about raising three young boys. Yeah. Like that sort yeah, of shit. Right. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, that was sort of the purpose of Wilson. Right. I, if I remember, yeah, like he, he was like dispenser. the guy who was sort of like, "Hey, you know, the thing about families is they're family, and you can or whatever, see, and you can see the bottoms of their faces, <laughs> which is how they're different than neighbors. That's how they are. You yeah. know, you know how you're always at your neighbors, and he's always got something in front of his face. Not so with family. Why did we watch this so much? I feel like it really speaks to the power of time slots. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, I mean, at least for me, what I was watching it was in syndication. Like, mm. I watched it when I got home from school. It was like Simpsons, and then this, and then Frasier, probably. Oh, really? Um, I yeah. Think I, I feel like I, I'm, I must have watched many reruns, but I feel like I also watched, the, like, when it came on, whenever that was. I think I did start watching it live, but you could also tell... You could also tell the difference when you were like, oh, this is a live episode because Tim Allen looks a little bit older yeah. than what he usually looks like. Um, this is post-DUI number two. What do you think? I think we're in for a little bit, probably a little bit too much casual misogyny. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like... Or just the, sex. Maybe not misogyny, but sexism. Sexism, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's probably a fair portion of his uh, stand-up. I and mean, this is kind of ripped from that sort of character that he played in a stand-up which was like a you know macho the, guys yeah, the guy. macho like uh you know fixing stuff with my hands and women be shopping kind of vibe yeah and uh so i wouldn't be surprised but women also, are all shrill monsters here to ruin our fun i feel like uh i'm not sure because i don't remember thinking of jill's character as as bad though i think she she gets some beats of she's obviously the smart one you know, right. It. Uh, I feel he, like it he falls plays in, on himself a bit. Yeah. yeah. He gets. I think his stand-up character didn't have this aspect, but the show adds an aspect that he's not actually that good with. Right. The tools he's using that yeah. he's so into. So it sort of he's undercuts that kind of, yeah. machismo. But I do remember Jill sort of like Being when true. I watched the show, being like, "Oh, Jill's here." Like that spoil sport vibe. I'm like, oh, great Jill. She did get a few zingers in, but yeah. it was never like, oh, this is a Jill themed episode. Is it? But is great. it kind of just like how it's 
is it like the Skyler on Breaking Bad thing where it's like her husband is selling meth, <laughs> killing people, and gaslighting her to Kingdom Come, and we're like, oh, geez, here comes Buzzkill, the wife. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Well, I think it's a problem with a lot of we'll sitcoms. See, I, yeah. I mean, I think of, like, Everybody Loves Raymond is like this, too, where yeah. it... I think she gets even less to do in Everybody Loves Raymond. No, I agree. I think that it's, like, the, the nadir of this problem, where yeah. it's like, we have a comedian, a male comedian, and we're going to build a family show around him, and we don't want to seem sexist, so we're going to make the wife really capable, really smart, the one who runs enti- the entire house, and so she's never given anything comedic to do because she's sort of built up into this, like, upstanding pillar. It's like right. almost, for lack of a better term, reverse sexism, where you, you, you put her on a pedestal so much that she's no fun to ever be around. So right. she comes off as it's shrill. just a different kind of sexism. Right. It's, yeah. it's just sexism in, like, a more appealing, theoretically, yeah. package. And... It just sort of ruins the vibe of the show, I guess. Yeah. And that's what I feel like is going to happen with... It's not Patricia Richardson's fault. It's the writing of the show's fault, and that's the feeling I'm, I'm going to get. I feel like uh, this is also a, a, a sitcom that had a lot of... You know, there was definitely a family. Like, my, my dad would make the grunting noise and, and stuff like that, you know. That was a thing. Like that was a thing does. for a minute. You know, that's, a, that's a, like a... You know, when you talk about, like, uh, I'm going to go... Uh, I got a new grill. Uh, you know, he'll do like the... And yeah. everyone was never quite right. It was like, got a new grill. <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's... No. Would you watch the show, correct? You're into the show. But you, that's why you're grunting, but you just sort Listen, of... Listen, Foley was... Ha, my, ha, ha. Am I right? He's not like... Ha. Forrest Gump. <laughs> Um, so we're going to dig into home improvement. We're gonna... Oh, wait, I want to say one thing. Do, oh, yeah. Do you feel like after the, like, after the show ended, mm-hmm. it was like a witch's spell had been broken? It's like and, Avatar. And everyone just was just like, exist. nah, no one cared. And, the, yeah. and turns out the big twist was it was Earth all along and no one gave a shit about home improvement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is one of those that, that despite its, like cultural significance at the time didn't really leave a lasting there impact. was no zeitgeist like, it was I, just like yeah that was a sitcom we watched but no one gives a shit a- avatar is the best example of this recently where it's like when people mention avatar which was like the best selling movie of all time until it got recently beat but like it was huge it was Who massive i think uh the the jurassic world maybe Ugh, okay. i mean and it depends on if you adjust for infl- inflation it's like ninth or something but still it was hu- like massive movie and uh, then you you mention Avatar to people and they're like, oh yeah. And when you mention they're like, hey, they're making four sequels, people are like, oh, why? Yeah, I don't want I don't want to check in with those characters. Oh, of course, Bloomin number one, he's great. It, it would be an interesting like what makes something actually have a lasting cultural impact versus a you know at the time like a, just only during present time. Well, let's look into that. And I don't, I don't think that, you know, studios that make movies and TVs don't give a shit. You know, like right. Avatar made them so much money, like, they don't care. You know, so they'll make, they'll make another one if James Cameron agrees to do it, you know. He is making Yeah, I mean, like, He's threatening, I feel like he's like a supervillain threatening us with more Avatars. Which like, keeps we're like, delayed. please don't! Well, and the first one got delayed a bunch, too. Didn't, wasn't it supposed to come out originally in Right. He didn't have the technology yet. Yeah. I have a vision. He wants he wants it to be like Universal Studios where it just like spits water at you while <laughs> you're going That's through his vision? Like, yeah. It's just spitting water. We just don't have that yet in all the movie theaters. We don't have the water spitting technology. 
Think I'm gonna hire a guy to do that? Fuck off, James. I'm just <laughs> holding, I'm just coming up with ideas. Holding like here. a brush with a bl- bucket of water, and he just like spins, <laughs> it throws even, it at you. It doesn't even get ten feet. You can't yeah. even reach that first seat. Um, so we're gonna go back and we're gonna watch first episode, last episode, and then three or four in the middle. Uh, we're just gonna pick. Uh, did you find any? We're doing. Some I found research. a list. We'll okay. we'll go off that. We'll, just we'll do some googling. We'll we're gonna you know go back episode. and edit in the names of the episodes. Yeah, we'll see what I did. Yeah. I gave you something to do later. Thanks. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll be back after this. Wait, after this is these the messages. We'll be right back. back. <laughs> Well, it doesn't have to be long. <laughs> can be Patreon, short. look it up yourself. <laughs> D- Damon, Damon, Damon. Yeah, uh, yeah, DJ. I want to support this podcast financially. How do I do it? Uh, make a check out to cash and just <laughs> put our names on it and stick in the mail. The mailman will know. He'll, He'll know. know. Just put USA. <laughs> There's only so many places we could be. Yeah. Or, or you, you could go to our Patreon page if you want to support us on an episode-by-episode episode basis. Patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot. Got nice, lots of... Uh, wow, nice you suddenly just start bursting with information. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really passive-aggressive way of trying to find out how to support our podcast. But uh, go on, I guess. <laughs> there's different levels. You can uh, uh, get your name in the credits of each episode or some other cool things. So head on over there now and um, support the podcast. Flute solo <laughs> again, <laughs> and we're back. Jethro Tull did the uh, the theme song to Home did Improvement. The man named Jethro Tull, <laughs> Jonathan Jethro Tull, played flute for the Home Improvement theme song. Is what we're saying. We watched uh, six episodes of oh. Home Improvement. How did we get a sixth one in? I don't know. Is that right? One, yeah, two, we three, did. Four, we did watch five, one extra. Six. Yeah. Six. Uh, which? What are the names of the episodes we did? Okay, so just if you want to go watch these, so you know what we're talking about, we watched uh, season one, episode one. It was called Pilot, which I think yeah, is French. it's like French for first episode. Uh, yeah, pilot uh, season two, episode six, Haunting of Taylor House, which is their first uh, Halloween episode, or maybe their second one of the Halloween episodes. A Halloween episode. Uh, season three, episode nineteen, Too Many Cooks. Uh, then we did uh, season five, five, episode sixteen, the vasectomy one. Nice. I'm they not, stole that title and script from Friends. I can't remember what that one's about. Uh, <laughs> season seven, episode nine, losing my religion, uh, and then the finale, season eight, episode twenty-seven, long and winding road, part three. Jesus. We did not watch the other two parts, but somehow we caught on. <laughs> Uh, so we're gonna go. We're gonna give like literally a one or two sentence recap of the episode and then talk about it. So, uh, very beginning, season one, episode one, Pilo. Uh, Tim replaces a dishwasher. Jill doesn't get a job. Right. She goes out for an interview and doesn't get it. Yeah. Uh, 
Do you want to take each episode and talk about it a little bit? Uh, do you have any highlights that you remember from that one? No, let's just list them all off. And I mean, I don't have any spe- specified well, highlights. Well, I took some notes on the transitions, which are a very <laughs> uh, characteristic thing of this of this show. Is the the transitions between scenes get more and more complicated, fucking ridiculous. But here, let's the do show. the episodes, and then we can list okay. off our favorite and least favorite okay. star wipes. Okay. Um, Season two, episode six, Haunting of the Taylor House. Uh, Tim builds a haunted house in the basement, and Brad's girlfriend uh, brings a date to the party. Uh, And, yeah, that's basically it. Teenage drama ensues. To the Halloween party. Um, Season three, episode 19, Too Many Cooks. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm laughing at my own notes here. Sentient logo. (laughs) We don't need to talk about that, but at some point, the logo starts being a character at the beginning. It's got, Mm -hmm. like, muscles. It's got arms. It jumps around. Yeah. Um, But uh, Al Threatening us for watching. (laughs) Al guest, Al, uh, uh, Tim's sidekick, uh, Al Borland, uh, guest hosts a cooking show, and uh, Randy gets laid. (laughs) That's what I wrote. (laughs) It's not true, but... uh, Randy uh, has the hots for a, a girl and tries to um, ask her out. Right. Uh, Teenage drama ensues. The vasectomy one. Tim gets a Teenage vasectomy. Teenage drama ensues. Yeah. Also, uh, Randy is voted best butt. And so he, he lets it go to, to his head. Uh, and, and butt. It turns out that uh, it was a big uh, it was a joke because he has a scrawny butt. Um, Losing My Religion, season seven, episode nine. Uh, Randy questions his faith. And then there's a Soul Man tie-in featuring Dan Aykroyd. I'll be happy to talk about that. We'll get to that. Um, uh, Season 8, episode 27, the last episode. Al gets married. Tool Time has its last episode. And Jill gets a job in Indiana. And uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas says, fuck off to the entire I told you to lose this number, is what Jonathan Taylor (laughs) Thomas said. Okay, so, um, yeah, let's talk... Transitions are probably the greatest legacy of home improvement. Yeah. Um, that and Jonathan Taylor Thomas, I guess. They I mean, is that the greatest legacy? I guess he is the most referenced thing. They did. Although Tim Allen literally has a sitcom on the air right now. This well, was, not like right this minute. Yeah. But. I mean, this was the thing that broke Tim. Obviously, he was a successful stand-up before this, but this was like what broke him, him out into superstardom. Right. And then, of course, you know, like. Toy Story. Into just regular stardom. He's been on a few movie, movies, Toy movies. Story, movies. Uh, he's been in other sitcoms, and then he has The Santa Claus now. trilogy? Let's yeah. not fuck around yeah. here. We'll be watching those at some point, <laughs> sure. um, And then uh, Jonathan Tamer, Taylor Thomas was a big heartthrob uh, yeah. as he aged. A he's little. uncomfortably young-looking. Yes, he is. He's, I guess, And uh, we, like we, like leprechaun-level we. Yeah, he's a wee man. We he's were, actually the oldest of the three actors. Right, yeah, we read in the trivia that he's actually older than the other uh, By a months. month. Uh, and then, yeah, so they the transitions get more and more, I'm going to say distracting. Like, uh, it's startling of, sometimes. You're almost terrified. Sometimes it sort of makes sense. Like, the, the sort of beginning of the show is like Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer video, where there's <laughs> like, it's like paper cutouts kind mm-hmm. of vibe to it. And some of the transitions are like, you know, folding paper kind of vibe where like the scene, the next scene like locks in. Yeah. But like, uh, it's hard to do without kind of uh, drawing it, but basically like this, the scene will overwrite itself over the previous yeah. scene. And, uh, and like a trip tick, you know, I get, I, you know, tip the cap to them for like trying something different rather than just like 
But by the end, there's literally a house comes across the screen to transition. One, Wilson is deflated like a balloon, and then the scene collapses around. And Wilson deflates before the rest of the thing happens, so you're just like, what the hell's happening? (laughs) And then also, like, uh, in the the Halloween one, which, granted, was early on. It was in the Uh second season, but it was... A pumpkin that was like a jack-o'-lantern, and then that kind of like expands and takes over the scene. Then there's like a group of bats, right? <laughs> and then there's a ghost of some sort that kind of like, woo, runs around and then goes yeah. away. And then a bat again. <laughs> but like one big bat. So it was like they couldn't even come up with four things. You got that Dracula animation ready? Nah, I'll just you reuse the bat I'll one. I'll just do this. You couldn't come up with another Halloween thing? Anyway, uh, but then it gets even crazier. Like there's a, uh, they're talking about something having to do with jail, and there's like a, a jail cell like closes, like the bars go across, and this is all full color, <laughs> not like black and white <laughs> Starlight sort of thing. And then and then like sirens and poli- like a police yeah, uh, a police light, light uh huh, and then. <laughs> There's one and the cooking one where there's like it's like salad things turn into salad pieces <laughs> like radishes and stuff and then fall salad like the, they're called vegetables DJ yes sorry salad pieces I'm pretty sure they're called the salad rest pieces. of the world calls those vegetables <laughs> so I'm pretty call I'm pretty sure hey uh, get, hey I'm uh, sorry uh, I don't usually do this but waiter I just don't have enough salad pieces on my pizza salad pieces. You know what you know, I mean. You know, salad pieces. <laughs> I don't know what vegetables are called. Um, well, you know, I'm a horticulturist, okay? <laughs> um, so, and then there's like uh, fire or smoke or whatever. And then there's like fire or smoke. And then uh, in another episode... At some point, uh, what happened with the fridge? Oh yeah, in, in to, an episode oh. of Tool Time, he uh, Tim, which you is know, the show that Tim hosts. Yes, the show within a show. It's like the it's the, like me, it's like Hamlet, really, very much like Hamlet. <laughs> uh, and so his whole shtick is he'll like add too much power, and then it, a goof happens, like he he messes something up or destroys something. And uh, in this one, they there's like an inflatable machine that like lifts a, a refrigerator up. And yeah, this woman's uses demonstra- air to lift like heavy objects. Yeah, so you can which move is them. a real thing. And yeah. and so uh, this woman's demonstrating, and she's got a small, reasonable machine and moving a refrigerator around easily. And then he brings out the you know oh 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 did I do it right <laughs> oh, that oh, one oh. yeah oh oh oh. <laughs> Um, Green and, giant, and so uh, and of course it blasts the refrigerator, and then there's just a person. We don't know who this is, not unnamed, is and no one is concerned behind it. And then, you see his arms, but you can't see yeah, his face. It's a very like cartoonish thing. But then they do a cartoon, like a transition of that exact thing. It's really bizarre. Um, you see, yeah, you see a refrigerator go the opposite way with a man stuck to it. Yeah. And then when they're talking about vasectomy, they use, like, a scalpel to cut the screen. Did you remember that one? It was like, whew. Yeah. Uh, it goes on. You I mean, if there was the one, an episode, I don't think it would be bothersome. But it seems like every major scene cut has to have one of these. And they become more and more belabored as time goes on. It's like, okay, guys, maybe. Because here was here one of my main complaints of the show overall. It seemed like every script was, like, a first draft of the script. So maybe if you put a little more attention, like one that's the one line that stuck out was um, during the same episode, the vasectomy episode. Yeah. 
Tim Allen, you know, goes to the hardware store and he talks to all his friends and make all these neutering jokes. And then he goes back to Jill and he's like, I don't want to do it. You know, I was talking to my friends at the hardware store. You know, they're all smart guys or something. And, yeah. and she's like, oh, yeah, where'd they graduate from? The University of I'm an Idiot? And I'm like, why is that? That's the one you landed on? Well, it sounds like. So there's a, um, you know, <laughs> a, a university, a, a, you know, classic uh, Ivy League university uh-huh. called uh, I'm an Idiot. Which sounds like that, and so right, that's what they're playing off of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If only I had been learned enough yeah. to know. You just it went over your head. I understand <laughs> a lot of things did. I'm sure home improvement. It's just really intellectual comedy. Yeah, it's highbrow. Uh, okay, so let's start with the whole premise. Our concern of sexism was warranted. It wasn't it, near. Well, I won't say that. I guess. I was concerned Jill wasn't as shrewish as I was She's in on the joke. Imagining? Yeah. She, you know, they have a very, like, kind of, like, it's a little catty, but it's a very much, like, tit The first episode, it's almost like, why are you two married? Yeah, but it is, like, a playful, they're just sort of, like, jabbing each other. But they're Mm -hmm. jabbing each other all the time. Yeah, and I, I, um... But she gets just as many hits in as he does. Right, she does get some jokes, but... I feel like almost her character isn't really defined in any real way in terms of her character. Like, I feel like they give her things to do thinking that that will define who she is. Like she's in school, but I'm like, I literally don't know what it would be like to hang out with Jill Taylor. Right. You know, right. I know what it would be like to hang out with Tim Taylor and I'd want to leave immediately. Yeah. Um, It sounds a lot like hanging out with Tim. (laughs) Right. Stop doing cocaine and put that tool down. (laughs) Um, but her, and I feel like I, I I don't want to put it too much on her. I don't know if it's sexism because I get that feeling with all, a lot of nineties comedies based around comedians with Seinfeld being an exception is that Tim is the only well-defined character and everyone else just sort of orbits him. All the, 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 the sons I felt like were pretty much interchangeable. Jill, I thought was almost forgettable. Uh, Heidi and uh, they give them whoever very, Lisa is. I mean, Lisa and Heidi are literally interchangeable. Once Pamela yeah. Anderson left, they just put in Debbie Dunning. Al is sort of defined, but it's just very vague sketches yeah. of characters. And it's definitely built around. I mean, there, it is an ensemble, but it's not an ensemble in the same way as Seinfeld is, where it's like. Right. And to, his, to Tim Allen's credit, he can carry a lot more than Jerry Seinfeld can as an actor. As like, an actor, yeah. I love Seinfeld, but he is extremely weak as an actor, whereas. Tim Which Allen. I think is what bred why Seinfeld is such a good ensemble right. piece. Yeah. They were like, we really got to bolster need some, this guy. Yeah, heavy hitters around him to like make this work. Right. And uh, whereas Tim Allen does have a bit more of on screen, like this in this context of the charisma, just to like get it. Like he's he's pretty charismatic, and even in the first episode, of, sure. Like it is that like kind of by now played out shtick of like, but he kind of they kind of. Explain the grunting a little bit, where he's like, you know, he says something about being primal and being his like wife a, calls him a baboon. Several yeah, and times. Then he goes, he, oh, oh, and then he makes the noise, and, it, and he kind of does it a, a few more times than he will later to kind of like <laughs> set it up, you know? Right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, and granted, we did just watch six episodes, which is plenty, but it, you know, it is only a, a sort of skimming of the top of of maybe they got more to do later, but I doubt it. <laughs> the other right. characters, yeah. Um. What did you what did you think about the the family aspect of the show? Yeah, I mean, 
it, it wasn't super well defined, but I mean, you could sort of do a very vague sort of uh, like you know uh, overview of the like Brad. The oldest is Brad, and he's the jock. I the middle so. one is Randy, and he's the intellectual. The, the intellectual kind of because uh, later in later seasons, which we you know we uh, in losing my religion, that whole is a very Randy centric episode mm. where he's uh, uh, he. Uh, volunteers at a hospice facility yeah. and hangs out with this um, woman, this old woman who's who's really cool, and they get along. And he sort of starts to question his faith because of a lot of reasons. Well, it doesn't really go in. He's already questioning his faith at the very beginning of that episode. Yeah. So it's it was odd that they made that a big deal, but they don't really establish. I can't why believe they he, did not kill her. They did not kill that. They character. didn't kill that woman. Yeah, they they, uh, they set it up um, very much like the, a very old trope. I've been watching a lot of the Golden Girls, and they would have just killed that lady off right away. Yeah. Um, but you know, she's in hospice care. She has cancer. Uh, he gets along with her really well, and you're like the whole time you're like, this lady's gonna croak. Yeah. And uh, maybe she did in the next episode. She guess, gets but. sick, um, and she can't see Jonathan Taylor Thomas. But they don't actually kill her. I yeah. guess to their credit. I guess. Kill the like woman. Yeah. I mean, like, if she's not going to be... I mean, I would give them credit if it didn't feel like the whole scene, the later scenes played out like they killed her anyway. Like, right. he's just yeah. talking about, it. she's going to die anyway. What's the point of all this? Yeah. And, of course, I don't... That whole... The whole thing plays like a Flintstones meets the Jetsons with the failed ABC sitcom Soul Man. See, I, if you had not mentioned that there was a sitcom called Soul Man starring Dan Aykroyd, I would not have... I would have just been like, well, they're just giving Dan Aykroyd a lot to do because he's Dan Aykroyd and he's in this sure. a guest spot in the show. One of the setup of the episode is that they, uh, Tim and Al, are building a, um, I can't remember what it's called anymore, but I'll just say bas- baptismal font for- He calls it a Pasadena one point, Right. So we can call it- Pastina, I think Pastina, is what it is. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, for Dan Aykroyd's church, Dan Aykroyd is a Episcopalian minister. Mm. Uh, and then I suddenly- like, like I had this very like minority report moment. Like, like oh my god, all the scenes of Soul Man flashing before your eyes. His eyes just rolled back in the back of his head, and he just like I was like the out. kid from The Shining. Um, it it was uh, a failed ABC sitcom where he plays an Episcopalian minister Two who seasons. gets the get this. Mm-hmm. Dan Aykroyd plays an Episcopalian minister who likes blues music. Oh, yeah. In a way, his house like he plays is a of it, of blues. Mm, okay. uh, and he also likes Harleys. Sure. And uh, it was a shit com. It was a definite, definitely I, like, oh, what are we after, doing here? You, know, you said that and we kind of looked it up. I, I did not remember that at all. No shit. Yeah. Um, but I remember watching it because I was like, oh, hip Christians, I can get in on this. And then Word. I, <laughs> then I quickly lost interest, like much of America. Ooh. But it, it was, it's like watching that episode of The Simpsons where Jay Sherman, the critic, comes by and you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of these things lasted a lot longer than <laughs> A lot longer. Uh, yeah, in that case, it's, it's a lot different. Um, what else? Let's see. I uh, did notice there, the first two episodes we watched, there were references to sissies and being henpecked. And mm-hmm. I was like, Jesus. Are we yeah. s- we're still doing... I mean, sissies sometimes with 90s sitcoms, I'm like, whatever. But henpecked, I'm like, are we still doing this? Henpecked? Yeah. I feel like that's still on sitcoms. I feel like somebody could say henpecked today and, and certain sitcoms and it would... Maybe. I'm always like amazed. On whatever when, the new Kevin James joint is. Oh, Kevin can wait. Yeah. 
get, I guarantee you, Kevin can wait. The funniest thing about that show is the pun in the title. (laughs) Yeah. Is he dying? No, he's just retired. So he can wait for forever? I guess. Um, We have to talk about the ending. Oh, the series. yeah. Uh, so are we there yet? Do we need to wait? Yeah, we can hop ahead. Uh, yeah, we can come back if, we, if there's something else we remember. But uh, so at the end of the episode, we sort of recapped it. So Jill gets a job and they're going to move to Bloomington and yeah. they're ending tool time. It's over. Al's getting married. He's he's moving on no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, but recently, I guess we missed obviously where this we didn't watch parts one and two. Yeah, uh, apparently Benford sent like a, a new C not CEO, but a new like man, like a VP of like entertainment yeah. or whatever in and they, he was making changes and kind of forcing these things that they didn't like, which is part of what led to them being comfortable leaving the show. Uh, but now that it's over, Benford is like, we'll give you more money. You can be an executive producer. You can do whatever you want with the show. Mm-hmm. But uh, Tim turns it down and doesn't even tell Jill because he doesn't want her to doubt her choices. It's actually an interesting story point um eventually she finds out and then she's sort of like well we can just stay and he's like no we should do this thing that you know so eventually they decide uh they've kind of still decided to move but jill is kind of reminiscing and she's like how can we leave this house yeah this is the very end of the episode and so tim has a thought but a literal thought bubble literal cgi thought bubble comes out of his head and they show them moving the entire house on a flatbed with a semi and then she's like you can't cut how are you going to get this thing all the way to indiana and he's like well there's other ways to move a house other than land and then it cuts to them having the house on a barge which you brought up an interesting thing what body of water detroit michigan (laughs) goes from from detroit to blooming indiana blooming Bloomington, Indiana. Uh, Bloomington, Indiana. And it makes no sense. And then the episode ends. And then that's it. Yeah. So, and, and they don't we, even have the, like, the, the Theo Huxtable, like, or not Theo Huxtable, but the Denise Huxtable phone call with JTT, who had left the show the year prior. They don't right. even do that. They're just like, he's dead. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, uh, a- some point in the last season, just Jonathan Taylor Thomas didn't want to come back, or for the last season. He went to school. Yeah, he went to school, and apparently there's some turmoil amongst the cast. I don't, we didn't read up all about it, but uh, like they, they were upset that he didn't come back, and he was like, I'm not, I bet he I'm feels not. bad now that Zachary Ty Bryan won that Oscar. Yeah, see? For his work in doubt. He uh, was that's Meryl Streep. That's a key group. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, the... It doesn't say whether that was real or whether that was part of the thought bubble or what the fuck body of water they were on or... Or also, like, are they... So they're moving to Indiana and everything's working out or what? And really, like, the house, really, that was the problem, not the job... It didn't talk about the job, didn't talk about their friends and family that they were worried about leaving. Didn't make any sense. It was really weird. It was really rushed, given that there was, like, a five-minute tool music sequence that I was like, why don't you cut that down? So basically on Not the to mention last, it's a three part final episode. Yeah, on the last episode of Tool Time they have, I guess, people that who have been on the show before I mean, they we have. we missed all of those characters. But <laughs> uh, so like there's a band that plays on tools mm-hmm. and so they played some music and then all the other guest stars, Mario and Dreddy <laughs> and they and a bunch of guest stars come on and they all just play burning down the house and then that's it. But it's it's pretty long. It's unnecessarily long. so long. And it's like, I guess it's supposed to be like a celebratory thing, but it's like, 
I feel like they should have ended the episode maybe with the last yeah, episode. Then it's of like Tool a time. party, cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it, that was like pretty early on. The, it was like in the first. That act. was yeah, that was the first act of the show. So it didn't really make any sense. They they kind of biffed the ending. Really, it was it was weird. Yeah. Shit. No, no disagreement from you. <laughs> um, I guess uh, one of the things that does bother me is is the the difference between the tool time portion of the show and the actual family portion of the show is jarring. Yeah. A man gets crushed. It's like Wile E. Coyote cartoon. A man gets crushed by a refrigerator. They blow up half the shit. Tim is constantly being <laughs> electrocuted. But on the, like, the regular thing, it's just like, oh, Jill's going back to school. I'm oh. like... What what show do you want to make, you guys? Well, it, it feels like early on, or the very first episode, I should say, early on is hard to say when we <laughs> the earliest on. watch one for each season. But uh, uh, in the very beginning, in the first episode, when he tries to fix the dishwasher, he it is kind of more in line with the tool time. Like, he blows right. something up. So I think there's some of that, but it feels like as they went along, they kind of got away from that. Try to do more of the family character stuff, quote-unquote. Yeah. And then... Tool time was where like the hijinks happened, and then at home there was a little bit of hijinks, but most mostly like family drama and comedy and like one liners amongst that cast. I guess you're shaking your head. You you don't believe me? Or no, I believe you. Dumb? I'm just I'm just <laughs> shaking my head and I mean I don't want to get I don't want to bash this show too hard. It's not a bad show necessarily. We chuckled several times. Yeah. There were a few times when I pointed at you every time you laughed. And yes. You're like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> um there were but there would be like one laugh per episode. Right. Like one that really landed. It's very much like you know, they you know, people give a lot of shit to Nickelback, for example. But Nickelback isn't a horrible band. They're a mediocre band that's hit it phenomenally big. popular. Yeah. Right. And sort of the same thing. Now I guess the correlation would be the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. A show that I think is amusing at times. Right. Uh, and my boyfriend watches it. Uh, he's like his after. It's to, to him. It's sort of like home improvement was to us when we came home from school. Like he comes home from work and he just puts it on while he like starts cooking dinner. Right. Um, and it's sort of a mindless, like vacuous show that you can sort of half listen to and pick up on. And it's not a horrible show, but it's like, why is this the number one show? It's, it's just like sort of uh, depressingly mediocre. Right. Like for it how is inoffensive. It is. Yeah. yeah. Although sometimes offensive. Well, yeah. But I think, so when we do series, when we do TV series on this podcast, when we watch, like, you know, Saved by the Bell or, or a TV show, somewhere where we have to watch multiple episodes, it ends up being, uh, you know, a lot longer than if we just watch an hour and a half to two hour movie. Sure. But it also, even not just the length of time, but it's a slog usually. Like, because these are things like Rainbow Bright didn't make any sense. <laughs> Uh, some of them were, were they were, high, you know, they were more Remember enjoyable. that Rainbow Bright birthday video where it was oh, real yeah. life? Yeah, that was terrifying. Um, <laughs> Rainbow Bright, episode three, everybody. <laughs> uh, but this was not so much. Like, I, I wouldn't, like, go back and, I'm not going to go buy all the seasons now uh, and, and rewatch them all. But this was okay. Like, the, the episodes are short. They're nice, tight, you know, 22-minute sitcoms. Yeah. And there were enough, there was, like, one or two laughs. I wouldn't describe it as tight, but yeah, I know what you're saying. No, yeah, it I wasn't mean, Punky Brewster, and it wasn't Saved by the Bell, yeah. or any of the other shows we've watched. Some that of the were earlier ones, physically hard to finish. Like I was by the time we finished, and maybe this is just the mood. Maybe I'm in a better mood today, but I think honestly, it's pars- partially the the sitcom is better done. You know, it's there. 
those things were a fucking slog. And I was like kind of pissed when we were like, you were visibly angry when we finished Saved by the Bell. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's just because I'm like, I don't want to do this, but we agreed to do this <laughs> and to give it a, you know, as fair a chance as you can, you have to watch a few episodes cause you can't just watch the beginning and the end. Cause that's yeah. not fair. And you can't just watch three episodes cause that is, that's not fair. So you have to like watch at least, you know, like two and a half to three hours of sitcom. And that's a lot. Yeah. And, uh, this one was okay. Like I wasn't like, I, we finished and I was like, okay, last one, here we go. Like I felt good. It was not like when you're like, Jesus fucking christ with some of them yeah so i mean if that's the barometer you know a plus but if that's if it's <laughs> thank god that's not the barometer yeah can you sit through a few episodes <laughs> um so what would you say i guess what would be your verdict we dj just got home from school and he's reaching for that remote what do you tell him don't do it. I'm, I'm going to still say your inner child is an idiot for if you really liked this. If you put it on the background, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's, uh, it's, I'm going to say in terms of entertainment, not necessarily in terms of joke, it's inoffensive. It's, there are some like sexism things that are problematic, but it's usually, it's more emblematic of the time period and, you know, and the kind of vibe of the show. I'm not excusing it at all. It's still ridiculous and annoying, but Thank you, sexism apologist. Yeah. Don't you have a Milo Yiannopoulos <laughs> lecture to get to? I'm going to, like, can we? Can you make another joke? Because I don't want his name even in this podcast. Shouldn't you be out there trolling Leslie Jones on Twitter? There you go. But that makes you a racist, not just a sexist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shouldn't you be out there being uncomfortable getting a vasectomy? <laughs> You son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Uh, I would say your inner child is an idiot. Don't put shows on that are background noise. Yeah, right. Just leave the TV off. Yeah. Um, sure. I, yeah, I would say. And I think Play the sexism music. does. <laughs> I mean, there is a part of me that wants to like, ah, oh, the 90s. But this, I feel like, was worse than most. Yeah. There was a lot of, you know, um, this is how men are and women are like this. And it was a little, and it seemed like that was like an overarching like theme of the sure. show. Yeah. Um, it was about what we expected. And it was like done with a wink and a nod, but it's still like, isn't that a little more insidious than anything else? Because you know it's sexist. Because like, oh, you're a bastard. Yeah. Well, and I think it's more insidious because of like, I mean, part of the context that we're in now is that like things, that sort of vibe of like jokey sexism or jokey racism is made of itself, it's like, if you're really harassing people with this message or if you're really treating people differently or if you're really treating people poorly, it's not a joke. Yeah, I mean, if I, I will, like if I like called you a fag and then like winked every time, <laughs> but I did it like every time I right. talked to you, like you'd be like, "Hey, stop it." <laughs> you know? Like it's, that one guy we used to work for, remember that? When he yes. would call things gay? Yeah. And then be like, <laughs> "You know, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you're a jackass. Um, yeah. yeah, I think one of the things I've learned over the past, like, year um, is that sort of humor, I'm still trying to get a beat on what my opinion of that type of humor that sort of started. I think, I mean, South Park is probably the earliest, like, progenitor of this ironic sort of anti-Semitism, ironic, yeah. like, oh, they're kids, aren't they horrible? Um, but I'm trying to, like... Was there a time when that was acceptable and now we've like 
grown to a point where, I guess, what am I trying to say? Like South Park, what worked at that time was, I'm still trying to get a beat on what my thoughts are. So is it that South Park worked at that time because we were starting to become more aware of diversity and our own internalized racism. And then it grew into this more insidious thing of people trying to, um, get away with something. Yeah. I think about how Dave Chappelle talks about, you know, white frat guys being at his shows, you know, yelling at him to do Rick James. And he's like, Oh, that wasn't what I was trying to do. Like I wasn't trying to give you a license to say these things. I was trying to like make a statement with my comedy. Um, he was like, strangers are now just calling me bitch all the time. Right. And now, and now we're sort of in this era where we have those Milo Yiannopoulos type people where it's like, Oh, everyone just lighten up. We need to have, you know, a PC free culture. And, I feel like part of that can be laid at this uh, sexism with a wink and a nod. Men are like this and women are like this. You know what I mean? But I feel like at the bottom of that comedy is a little bit of women are like this and men are like this. Period. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Wink, nod. Well, just sort of like the the sort of empathy has been extracted from it at some point. Sure. Where like, and and that's definitely a South Park thing where it's like, it's so... It's like going so far, and it's funny. It's antipathy. It's antip- funny, but it's like, it, yeah, it's it's antipathy for sure. And it, and it's like that's funny. Like it can right. be funny, and but then you realize you're like, oh, the, is the, this just giving me license to get away with? Something? Yeah, and people, I I don't know. It's it's not necessarily even that people don't they don't think they're taking it seriously, but they they are presenting it seriously in a way right. that is really potentially offensive to people and there's no empathy in it anymore. And it's, it's really frustrating. And I, I do think this is, this is not the beginning of it for sure. Home improvement, but it is definitely. Right, sure. I don't want to, yeah. just cause we're talking about it on the home improvement episode. This is just a line of thought that popped into my head. Yeah, no, I think you're right though. It, it is like, it is at the beginning of that path to where we are now, you know, right. you can see that sort of, it's like, we're self-aware enough to know that sexism exists, but can we just butt up against it a little bit? Yeah. Just lighten up a little bit. Right. By the way, here's 70 cents on the dollar. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, yeah. So, uh, what did you think everybody? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Your inner job is an idiot at gmail.com. That got real serious at the end there. But yeah, I, I, I well, I wanted to just to finish my thought was, Wait, I think I did finish it. You're in a child's an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Idiot idiot. But I will around. say I don't I don't feel the need to, you know, bring this down a peg. It's not like people are constantly coming up to me like a Christmas story and being like, Oh man, you know what I love? Home improvement. It's yeah, like a, the world all agreed, like they all solemnly nodded to each other as the entire population of the earth and said, Yeah, we're not gonna talk about home improvement anymore. Yeah, it's kinda it's kind of the opposite of the the a Christmas story and the Saved by the Bell thing where it's like no one ever mentions this. <laughs> right. They don't mention it as like a comedic influence. They don't mention about like the, the zeitgeist even of the time. It's like in 1984, the Ministry of Truth just deleted all references to home I improvement think, out of the zeitgeist. I mean, I think JTT is the only thing that like gets kind of brought up every once in a while as a, you know, kind of jokey like, yeah. 90s heartthrob kind of vibe because he's, you know, he came from this show as far as his fame. So like, uh, but other than that, it's, yeah, it's kind of been removed <laughs> From the Zeitgeist. Excise it. We'll we'll attach JTT to Lion King. Thank you very much. Right. Yeah, we'll put him over there and then we're good. All right. Uh, yeah, but yeah, as you said, started to say earlier, yeah. head on over to our Facebook page, our Twitter, 
our Instagram if you want. Um, or we you don't can do email much on Instagram. <laughs> we keep you saying can, we need to do better on that. And by that, I mean you. Right, exactly. Um, you can head on, uh, you can email us at yearnerchildsanidiot at gmail.com. You can also head over to our Patreon at uh, patreon.com. At yes. You're in a child is an idiot slash you're in a child is an idiot. Just don't type you're in a child is an idiot after the dot com or you'll, you'll get nowhere. That's right. not a suffix that's used that's in domains. Not how, that's not how it works. Uh, we want to thank our patrons, Ghost in the Burbs, uh, Amy P., Joshua N. Amy Poehler? Jonathan Wow, Dean. what an honor. Don't interrupt the reading of <laughs> these people paid good money for this. I'm going to say it again. Ghost in the Burbs, Amy Parman, Joshua Nicholson, and Jonathan Day. Thank you guys so much. Uh, this, you are helping us uh, continue this and uh, uh, keep on going and make it bigger and better and watch more shit. And You're helping us to watch more 90s sitcoms. And yeah. that makes you the real heroes. You're the reason that we can sit here for longer and watch longer shit. Everyone, turn on the house lights real quick. Look at each other. Look to your right. Look to your left. You're the heroes. Give yourselves a big round of applause. <laughs> That's my least favorite thing at a concert or show. Lady Gaga's rife with it. And it annoys me. I'm like, my really? Because I'm paying 75 bucks to see your fucking ass. Yeah. You don't so see how about me you sing the goddamn there, song? Up there with drones jumping off the top of a stadium, do you? Am I the hero? <laughs> um, You're the stars. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, we'll see you next time. Again. Flute solo. Why were there so much flutes? forgot to mention that Al marries Marla Hooch. Oh, yeah. What a hitter. What a league. <laughs>